Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? I want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest, we're going to be walking down the roads. We're going to be finding resiliency, resetting, realigning, and reigniting ourselves through empowerment. We're going to be meeting Robin, another R, right? Robin Musla. Hey, Robin, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, so great. It was great to connect with you and learning so much about what you do. So why don't you tell us what you do? Sure. Um, so I, I, I have a couple sides to me, but um, so one, I do have my own consulting business. Um, my background is IT. And so I've uh, been developing software for a long, long time. Um, the other side, which is my passion, I have a nonprofit that I started and um, I have a program that's called Next Gen Tech 360 that um, in short is a youth tech shark tank. And uh, through the program that I created along with our business, um, uh, along with our community of uh, uh, business mentors, we help them take their raw idea and turn it into a minimal viable product. So um, the whole focus of this program, what makes it unique to any other program that's out there is our focus is on human centric design. And so it's about developing product with a purpose, technology with a purpose that has a customer value and a good customer experience. So what a concept, right? Because we see so much technology filling us all over the place. Um, and so um, these type of skills that we teach them, you know, no matter what career path that the kids want to go, um, it's going to help them in both their professional and personal lives. We give away uh, $15,000 in grant monies and the winning team gets to do a 30 minute pitch to Kevin Harrington. So um, it's all about communities um, developing their own local talent to become uh, thriving communities. That's incredible. I mean, really, it's one of those things that, we need to do. I mean, uh, technology yeah. and lifting up the kids through technology. I mean, it is the great push on the maker spaces and things like that and using technology and, and knowing the technology. Now, what brought you here? So how, how did you get there uh, along your journey, your path? Your path? Well, it's kind of interesting, right? Because I was invited to um, be on um, uh the career ed board for this uh, nonprofit called Pinellas Education Foundation that is really big here in, where I live in the Tampa Bay area. And um, they put together a technology competition and they said, oh, you're a woman in tech. Would you like to judge? And I said, sure, no problem. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we were looking at what the kids submitted and it was all lines of code. And we go, why are we seeing this? Like, this is very unusual. And so I asked the president, I said, could you tell me what criteria you gave these kids? And so he showed me and I go, oh, okay, now I understand. And um, I said, do you understand this really is not reflective of industry? And he goes, oh, we're really trying to get kids in technology. And um, 
I said, well, I think there's a better way. I said, if you're open to it, um, I'll put something together, see, you know, if we could um, do something that really is a, a little bit more relevant to what we do in industry. So I kind of sat down and I just like uh, kept on going, you know, what we do, best demonstrated practices in industry. So we launched the first year, uh, you know, kind of uh, trained the teachers in that and, uh, and uh, started the program and what we noticed is 95% of what we do in industry is not being taught in education. And so I kind of looked at my mentors and my judges and I said, okay, we know we need the skills. They're not getting them. These people don't understand the type of skills that they need. So it's up to us, right? Because one of the things that I've been taught from a very young age is it's all about giving back. And so, you know, kind of fast forward, um, what I ended up doing was just really embellishing the program to be more enriched, to help be more of a learning type of program. And um, so, like I said, we won a couple of industry awards for uh, bridging the skills gap between business and the education world and also for innovation. And so the whole focus here is that we are teaching this these core fundamental concepts that um these kids can take no matter what career path they go, and they're going to serve them in both their personal and professional lives. Yeah, well, that's great. It's because you need to have that foundation, and knowing that foundation, when you have that strong foundation, you could build off of everything. And that was really you know, smart to say, oh, you guys are doing some great work, but that's not what's needed in industry. And by knowing what's needed in industry, that's that communication gap. That, you know, and, and that's great that the teachers also, or, or the leaders there, and by being a leader, you know, you have to lead. So how do you lead? Right. Well, you know, he, he, here's the thing is that, you know, I've always felt uh, or have been taught or learned, I guess, as, you know, I have um, grown up in, is that I own my communication. And so if somebody really doesn't understand something, it's not on them. It's on me to be able to better communicate. And I think that that's fundamentally one of the challenges that we have as a society and community, that it's really how we collaborate together and, you know, learn to understand each other and respect and value what type of contributions each of us can provide. Right. And that's one of the things as being a leader you have to figure out, you know, what resources you have and understand how to use them and apply them and make sure that they're the right resources to when you're applying them. I mean, that's part of that bridging the gap. And Right. Yeah. And, and so your, your, your program is not only about the technology. It, it goes more than – it goes much deeper than just talking oh, about does. the technology. Oh, it does. I mean, you know, it's so funny. It has that technology twist, but we really don't touch the tech um, – I, I mean, as far as like the coding in that, that is one thing that is being taught okay. And, you know, if the kids do know the, need those resources, it's fine. But if you think about it, so um, in order to build something that is efficient for a customer, you really need to understand that customer. That's where that whole human-centric design comes in. And so, you know, you, you, you teach a, a child or, you know, even um, an adult coding, if they don't know the purpose of why they are coding, they're, they're really not going to be um, 
doing that job very well, right? right. Because you are doing it for a purpose. And so that's um, really, I will tell you the core skills that we teach them is the is um, a growth mindset, resiliency, how to work effectively as teams. And, um, you know, like I said, they fully get to understand what is a customer because that is a hard concept for a teenager that, you know, they'll come in and they'll say, oh, well, it's for me. Well, no, it's not. Like I worked for Nielsen for 15 years. So, you know, Nielsen, what do they do? They track human behavior, how they watch things and how they buy. And so all of a sudden they're like, well, why does that even matter? And so as they start doing those customer surveys and engaging people, they go, oh, okay. You know, and they go, well, they told me they didn't really like it. And I said, okay, well, let's evaluate it. There's a couple of things. Either you have the wrong customer base that you're going after, or are you doing it for yourself? And that means it's not going to serve too many. And so all these fundamental skills that are so essential to being in industry, um, you know, all we do, so we do not teach them to a, a, a right or wrong type of world. We teach them to the world that we have that is pure innovation. And so all we do is we're teaching concepts, we're coaching them along the way. And when things don't go the way that isn't anticipated, we help them understand what occurred and, and give recommendations of decisions that they can make to go a different path. And so, you know, I tell the kids when they first start, I go, what you think your product is going to look like right now and what it ends up in seven months are two very different things. And that's great. It's all part of the process. And we're going to help you feel comfortable with that because we go through all kinds of durations and that is one thing that kids really have a difficult time with because they're being taught to this perfectional, you know, this, uh, this perfection type of mentality that doesn't exist. And so we're helping them to feel comfortable with taking risk. And then from that risk, learning what the results are to then make better choices to move forward. So I tell them the only thing that you can do wrong is quit and quitting is not an option, right? So anything that comes in our pathway, we are going to embrace it. We're going to understand it. We're going to pick it apart and we're going to learn from it and we're going to make decisions to move forward. But everything that they do, they're not us telling them. They on their own are making their own decisions. So it's personalized um, project-based learning and it's their idea. So they're owning it. And all of a sudden you will see them blossom from oh, I got this. Okay. You know what? Well, let me try this now. And that's what we want them to do. Well, and that's the greatest part about it is that empowerment piece. I mean, you're empowering yes. them through technology, but it's also teaching them a different way of thinking. It's not yes. just saying, okay, code this. I'm going to tell you to code X, Y, and Z. I remember back in the day, I mean, uh, I, I guess you could call it coding at that time, but, you know, the old basic, not not what's now basic. Uh, and I was, so I thought it was the coolest thing. You can make uh, the words across the, the screen, and I was, I was a programmer. Oh, my God. But the idea is that's exactly what I was told to do. I wasn't told that next level. I wasn't taught what to do to go to that next level. Or I really wasn't asked that often at that time, you know, 
okay, what do you want versus anything else? And that's the really part, uh, important part about that mindset change that you guys, that you're, that you're teaching them. Yeah, you know, and I think one thing too, so there's a few things that we're very careful about. One is we want to make sure, that, so in the network that we have, we have a diversified, um, you know, different business verticals. So that way we're showing them that, okay, you've got like the um, tech data, but you have the Nielsen, you have, um, you know, GTE Financial, you have uh, HSN or QVC, you have all of these different companies represented. So you're seeing, oh, wow. All right. Yes. We see like what those different lines of business are. And then we also are make sure that there's a good diversity of, um, you know, uh, career uh, resources. And so that way they get to see, oh, this is what a marketing person does. This is what, how a VC would look at something. This is how an architect or a developer. So all of a sudden now their whole world has expanded because they understand, oh, wow, I've got all these different options and I'm experiencing them with my idea. And it's like, wow, I kind of like this project management or, hey, I really prefer to go into design. And so that whole exploration is allowing them to just, you know, it gives them freedom of just uh, getting to understand who they are. And just also what they see is how all of these different skill sets, it's together how we develop good product. It's not just one slanted type of skill. It's not a team of all developers who are going to, right? And so they get to understand this and the value that each particular type of skill set contributes to um, developing good product. Well, that's part of it. It, it, it. Well, not part of it. That, that's a huge thing that you're doing is because you're developing futures and by developing the futures, but giving those people, the, the kids, the opportunities to learn. And once you understand that there's not just five jobs in the world and, right. and, and when there's five jobs in the world, but all this supporting jobs alongside of those things. So, you know, uh, you know, baker, you know, candlestick maker, you know, lawyer, fireman, doctor, there's so many jobs that get you up to that point. There's so many jobs that support those things. And then with technology, it's not just the game maker. It's not just what are you going to do with it? Or even analyzing, as you said about like Nielsen, when they analyze data, what are you looking to do? There's a marketing is a, and to know these things, that's what, you know, when, when I, when my kids were, you know, they're still in the teenage years, but I said, once you start going to high school and then college, you start learning more and more possibilities. And right. the idea is to not only know about the possibilities, find out, as you said, personalized, what, what's in it for you? What's, what's, what's going to, sh- what's going to make your charge go, go. So, well, and that's, I mean, you know, as well as I do, right. It's got to be from within them. And they've, you know, we're just pulling that inner genius out of them because we know they have it and giving them that confidence to do so. And, you know, so like so many kids, they go, this has been life changing. And so one of the things that we ended up instituting is now we have an ambassador program because what they realize is, oh, wow, I just started opening up my professional network. And because of what you taught me, my life is so different and now I want more, right? Like they want to learn more. They're, it's that growth mindset and now they're just 
wanting to feed more and more. And, you know, that's the type of mentality that we need because we don't just want communities that are going to survive. We want to thrive, right? And we can do that. We have that capability if we just work together. So it's a win-win situation for industry, you know, um, education and for our next generation. Yeah, but you got to plant those seeds. I mean, it, you know, right. it, once you start planting the seeds and telling people what's possible, it's possible in our world. And then it, the great thing is you find somebody who doesn't, who has a, who wants to think outside the box and teaching these kids that it's not the box that we're talking about. It's the box within themselves and growing that because once you can keep feeding that, you just have a thirst for growth and learning. Right, exactly. And that's what we want in our kids, right? Yeah, that's that's what you want to do. You know, as human beings, I, I, we say this all the time, you just want to keep growing no matter what you do. If you continue to keep growing, that's life. If it's once you stop growing, that's when you start dying. And not only in a physical sense, in a, in a mental sense, you want to make sure that they keep thinking about the challenges of, of life. And so you, you were talking about that you have this competition. I want to talk about it a little bit because it's, it's sure. coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yes. So how do how did somebody, how, you know, so the, the finals, right, you, you're, is going to be on uh, April, tw- April 19th. Sorry. Right. Oh, okay. So the final presentations are actually going to be on April 5th, but the award ceremony oh, okay, is sorry. going to be on April 19th. So, um, uh, the final presentations is a closed presentations in front of our judges. Right. And I do the same things with the judges. I want to make sure that we have diversity there because we don't want somebody that's really focusing on, you know, fancy tech or, you know, that it's all market or that sort of thing. We want to make sure that we have input from, you know, all of those different industry perspectives. Um, and each year it kind of gets harder because it's like, oh, you know, I, I mean, what these kids come up with is so brilliant. But um, yeah, so they are now preparing for their final pitches and what they produce is an MVP. So a minimal viable product. So they create an MVP. So in the pitches themselves, they're going to, you know, um, obviously they they've been taught how to give those pitches. And even throughout the program, um, there's many opportunities that we give them to um, do pitching and understand the value of what that brings and what is a good pitch. But um so they will have to do a product demo of what the, they have done. And so, you know, as judges, we're going to play around with it and we're going to ask them lots of questions. Um, and so through that, we're going to pick the award winners and then the final one will uh, be able to have a, first of all, they get $10,000. Okay. So um, third place, uh, second place, I'm sorry, gets $3,500 and third place gets $1,500. But then first place not only gets the 10000 but they get a 30-minute uh, Zoom session with Kevin Harrington. That's incredible. So the, the, the Shark Tank, let's be uh, yeah. honest. So it's you know, not just any Kevin Harrington. It's the guy from Shark Tank. So <laughs> yes. it, it's somebody who actually will look, look and analyze their you – know, not that the competition, nobody's analyzing it, but somebody of Kevin Harrington's stature is going to be looking at the, the winner of the competition. 
Yeah. You know, so one of the things that we do through the course, so, um, you know, they go, this is a tech competition uh, and we have to communicate. It's like, oh yes, communication is so key. Right. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things that they really do need to learn and be good at, but you know, an elevator pitch is done a certain way. A pitch to a, a judges is done a certain way. A pitch to Kevin Harrington is going to be different. And so they get to understand depending on your audience what is that proper delivery? Yeah, that, well, that's the whole thing. And, and that teaches the great thing about all this. And that's where I want to also make sure everybody understands. While we've been talking about technology and this, this applies across your life. This is not just yes. uh, in, in business. And I, and I know because you're, you're, you're a transformational leader and, and, and you're a coach and mindset person. Um, because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's knowing all of your resources. When you know all your resources, knowing how to use them. And use them effectively is really becomes so much powerful. Yeah, it's it's knowing that toolkit because I know you talk about your, your toolkit and about how to be adaptive and be open minded. We'll be back in a moment. Well, that's a nice song. Hey, hey, everybody. It's me, the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos, the host of the LaunchCast, the co-host of Over My Dad Podcast. But more importantly, I'm here today on behalf of Launchpad 516 Studios, the podcast production company that makes those two shows, the one you're listening to now, and so many others possible. Now, what is Launchpad 516 Studios? Well, it's the brainchild of Launchpad 516 it's a podcast production company, and we help you from conceptualization to production to recording to post-production to monetization. The key word here, let's turn that hobby, that idea into a revenue stream. But more importantly, let's get that important idea out there and get your voice heard because that's what matters right now. Hit us up, launchpad516studios.com to find out more information. Or send us an email, podcast at lp516.com. DM me at Launchpad CEO on all the platforms. Let's chat. Let's get your voice heard. We're pretty good at this, guys. Don't let this offer slip by you. Later, guys. This is John and Mark Cronin from John's Crazy Socks. And we're interrupting to say we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please make sure to check out our show, The Spreading Happiness Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes are available every week on all your favorite podcast platforms. Join us on our new podcast as we continue our mission, Spreading Happiness. Thank you, folks. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Schmetzky. How'd you learn all this? I mean, you know, like what what brought you here? You know, you don't just wake up one morning or, or, or as a little person, just say, okay, I want to be open-minded and have a toolbox. What got you here? Well, you know, I think it all started that um, 
when I was three years old, probably the best gift that has ever been given to me in life was my little sister um, who had Down syndrome. And so uh, she was born in a time when people did not understand uh, her disability. And it was, um, you know, really a big challenge. And so I always, um, you know, I was the big sister. I took care of her and I always believed in her. And, you know, but I also saw how people were just a lot of people were just not too nice. Mm. And um, I also saw that it was just a, a fight. And, you know, like there were people that thought that she had no value in life because of, you know, who she was. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, she's a gift of the love. And, you know, so and, and then also, you know, I give credit to my parents who just showed so much strength because through all of this adversity, they persevered. They got her the best kind of schooling and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, we just embrace that she is part of our family and, you know, you take us all together or nothing. Right. And, um, you know, she was one of those that she was a short little redhead and she would come in and was like, make my day. And, you know, she really taught me the true values in life. Mm. And that really is why we are human beings to begin with. And then, you know, um, I, I, I was fortunate enough, like in my um, young adult years that I lived like in Latin America, in Europe. And so I got, got to see how different cultures were as well. Right. And just kind of how you feel awkward and different and all of that. And, um, you know, just, you know, learning a second language. And then, you know, I, I you know, obviously I had through my career, you know, being in technology, working in things. Um, and then I had my own kids. And so, you know, I was fortunate that I had quote unquote normal kids. But then what I realized is, you know, you have to fight, right? Like you have to stand up to ensure that, they're getting the quality type of education that they're developing the right skills. Because to me, you know, that from zero to 18, it is our job to help them get that toolkit so that when they're on their own, they're resilient, that any kind of challenge that comes in their uh, pathway, that they're able to rise above, right? We don't want, we don't want them to fall over. We want them to say, okay, we understand this might not be a nice situation because life is messy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But at least we have the toolkit. And so then when I got this opportunity, you know, to uh, be involved with the uh, Pinellas Education Foundation, I was just like, I just so believe, you know, like I believed in my little sister. I believed in my kids. I, I see, you know, it's really interesting. I came across this saying that resonates with me so much now is that there's two people in life that you need to make happy. And the the first one is your 80-year-old self, that you have lived a life of your purpose and that you have no regrets. So how many people at 80 years old can say that, right? And then the second one is your eight-year-old self, meaning that your eight-year-old self, you're like, this, you're like, wow, I'm embracing life. I'm going to go after. And then if you notice from eight years to 80, what happens? It's all up to you 
to be able to persevere and rise above any of those type of challenges. And us as adults, it is up to us to coach and guide these beautiful people in the right direction. Well, that, that's the part, you know, that, you know, that's great because, you know, as an eight year old, you know, I, I, I think about that, I, you know, I, you don't want to leave anything on the table is what I say, right. you know, not like a Disney sense where when you go to Disney World, they just you know suck you dry. You want to make sure that at the end of the day, you know what, you know, I used to say, I had this question what, what, that people used to ask me, you know, what do you want at the end of the end of your life? You want to know that you've won more than you lost and you also didn't leave anything on the table. Uh, you know, being stubborn, and, and, but in a right way. I mean, that's what what really bring a bad is a little bit stubbornness. Yes. But knowing the knowing those boundaries, knowing those non negotiables, and did you do it? Did you you know like like with the with really with this podcast where I said I want to do this and I'm with a green jacket and the whole thing, and people told me don't use the name. It's gonna, people aren't going to be turned off. Every time I've spoken to somebody about it, they smiled. Now, they, they, they smile for a, diff- a bunch of different reasons, but the answer is I did it my way. That if I wasn't successful, then I did it my way, and I, I, don't, have, I don't have to think about it than if I did it anybody else's way. And that's one of the things that you're teaching those, these kids. You're giving them the ideas how to do it themselves and trusting that it's okay to fail. Like you said, at the beginning of the project, if the beginning of the project and at the end of the project, the pro- whatever the result is, the product is the same thing, you didn't do it right. You did right. it right if you had some successes, some failures, some changes, some thoughts, some input, and listening to that. That's the really important part. That's how you develop. That's how you be a, a creative person. Well, exactly. You know, and it's like, um, you know, if I could just say one thing, it's like life is messy. Yep. And we need to embrace it, you know. And if you look at anybody who has been successful, it is the challenges that they have overcome. Right. And it is the discipline and the mindset that they have had that has helped them get there. So it doesn't mean that they like any of this yucky stuff any better than anybody else. But what they don't do is they don't let it get in their head and they don't let it bring them down. Well, it sounds like that's what you did also, you know, when you were sharing about your sister, that, you know, having a sister, I know many children and I've grown up with uh, not my my family, but I've grown up with friends who, whose uh, siblings have been uh, special needs and, and different uh, on different levels. And I grew up with an aunt who was cerebral had cerebral palsy. And I know people how they looked at them. My you know, and by just embracing them for who they are, that becomes yes. makes you different than other people who shy away or are embarrassed by a lot of things. And that's also a different experience. And that's awesome. To be able to do that, because I know that's part of that reset. I, I always talk about my reset bu- buttons. What do you do to reset yourself or to be able to re- see things differently, realign yourself? Um, you know, so I was introduced to hot yoga about five years ago. So I've always been a health nut, you know, exercise and all of that. But um, I was introduced to hot yoga. So every morning at 5.45 a.m., I go to my yoga studio and what is so cool is um, they have, so this is one of the things that you and I share in common, this whole word thing, right? Yep. Um, They have on the wall, it's one love and there's all these words, right? So it's a word wall. And so 
that's how I reset. Like that is how I wake up in the morning. I get my brain prepared and anything that has, you know, I let go and I just let the words come out in me and, you know, through like just the yoga that I'm doing and, and, um, you know, uh, just feeling whatever is supposed to be happening to me at that moment and prep for my day. That's uh, like I release and reset, right. To be able to prepare for the day. Okay. That's a lot of R's and you know, do you have a favorite, (laughs) do you have a favorite R? Um, you know, it's so funny because, you know, I know that you were asking that and I am such this type of person. So like you, you might, um, I have so many. Well, first of all, I'm a Robin, right? right. So of course, of course that's well, and it all starts. With, so when, right? when we talk about grounding, right? That's the real. That's the real reason why I use the R's about grounding yourself. And so you know, starting love from within yourself, right? So so the first R could be your Robin, uh, because it's it's about you. And, and if you love yourself, you can always then start loving other people and other things. Well, you know, a couple of other R words that I'll just throw out there is. One of the things um, is respect, you know, to me, to respect, you know, that's, if you respect people, that's what people want, right? If they feel respected, all of a sudden, now you can start that relationship. Relationship, right, is another mm-hmm. our, our world. Um, and just reward people, you know, that, okay, you made me feel good, or, you know, that was a great thing that you did. You know, we don't do that enough to each other, but my all-time favorite is rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I love that as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's one of those things about, I guess, when you're, you're, you're eight-year-old, you have to think about, are you a rock star? Uh, and, and, you know, what does a rock star mean? It obviously means a lot different when you're eight than maybe when you're 80. But, uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, like I actually just spoke to my friend Carol, who I think is a rock star. She's been a guest on the – she's 84 – and I hadn't spoken to her in a while. We spoke for about a half hour. She still goes out and does things. And she was complaining that she only has 15 clients at this time. I go, you're 84. God bless you. Have, you know, take your time. Enjoy. She has a puppy. You know, and that's the thing is from different perspectives what a rock star would be. So what's a rock star for you now? You know, to me, a rock star is is somebody really realizing their potential and that they have gone for it and they have um, uh, crossed adversity. And in spite of that, they have just persevered to go after their dream. Like that is pure rock star to me. That's awesome. That's excellent. So what brings you peace and joy? I know you had mentioned your your kids and and, I'd love to share the story about the uh, embry- your, your your son and the baseball team a little bit as well. Um, so uh, you nailed it right there. I mean, um, my kids. There's nothing that gives me more joy than to see them developing and growing and really stepping into the who they are meant to be. Right, and uh, seeing them just realize their potential. Um, it is just the most gratifying thing. And, you know, each stage of their life, there's something more. And so, <clears throat> you know, kind of like how you and I met uh, is that I put out this post of, 
you know, my son's uh, at a brand new program at Emory Riddle in Prescott, Arizona on the baseball team. And it's like, we got to build spirit, right? Because I'm all about community. That is, it's all about the heart that you build in anything that you do, right? Because if you don't have heart, then heart can move mountains, right? Heart can, can win championships. And so, um, we did this kind of uh, post out there and you reached out to me, which, you know, obviously it just meant that it was meant to be. But, um, you know, that's how I have been with my kids. It's always trying to like be there, not solve their problems for them, but coach them through it, not coddle them to, not, you know, to um, shy them away from experiencing things, but helping to coach them through the way so that then now they understand how to deal with things, right? And that they also know that I'm always there for them and that anything that life throws you, we can figure out, we can solve, right? Um, and that's what I just wish for everybody that they could have that type of backing and support. That's awesome. Yeah, because you do. You need to know your resources. Uh, again, I, I talk about my my own personal story. When I don't have my resources, when I don't take that breath, when I don't yeah. find the breathing, uh, you know, like you do the hot yoga or that meditation, I have less resources and I have less ability. Uh, again, I, I've been sharing, you know, with, with people all the challenges I've been going through the past couple of weeks. And really, it's when I take my breath, take Kate bringing things smaller rather than carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. Getting it a little smaller is always going to solve us a little bit better. You'll, you'll be able to see those, those moments of clarity a lot better and a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was incredible. Not only did you do that, then the connection in, with Prescott, and, and I had that long-standing, uh, which I've never been out there, but I, I do hope to go out there because with Frank Shankowitz, you know, we had that, uh, yes. that relationship with it. And, and for those who don't know Frank, uh, he's the creator of the Make-A-Wish Foundation or co- co-founder of, of the make that I've met over the years. When we talk about Goons for Good, that's why when Robin and I started connecting and she says she does a whole bunch of not, not-for-profit not charity work, I said, okay, that works out. And her son plays for the uh, the college baseball team. That The inaugural season is this season. So I had sent out a home plate which the team sent back autographed to me and they have a couple ones. I don't, did you ever, did you get a copy uh, of one of the plates or? Yeah. So it's actually at our home in Prescott where my son is. Okay. So yes. Um, and I did see them and they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Um, and that was, you know, just such a special thing to do for them. And thank you so much. Yeah. I wanted to do something. And then I after meeting coach Fox, uh, you know, uh, speaking to him and we're going to get him on the, on the program at some point also to talk about, you know, rising as a, not as a Phoenix, but, uh, in, in, the Phoenix is still, you know, an Eagle, uh, I know. And that's, uh, he has a great story related to that and, the Prescott team is called the Eagles, right? The Flying Eagles. Yes. So, yes. Uh, you know, it, it, it's in, it's incredible because when you start doing those things, it's putting it out there and putting out the great energy and you really have mm-hmm. so so much great energy. Now, we, we, we usually try to keep the episodes to about a half an hour. So I just want to, uh, is there any final seeds you'd like to give? You've given us lots of information and uh, we're going to make sure the episode gets out there with the link to uh, like a week or two before uh, the the 19th so people can participate and, and listen for the for the finals and try to get you as much visibility as we can in, in, for you. 
But what type of things do you want uh, or things that you're thinking about for your 80-year-old to make sure your 80-year-old self is... Well, um, you know, I, I just want to develop and grow this program so that every child is capable of ha- having the skill set and um, being able to, you know, foster communities that are developing their local talent because that's really what this program does. And in doing so, it really brings communities together um, and bridges, you know, not just the skills gap, but communication, just, you know, how we operate as a community. So um, that's what fills my bucket, right? And and that those are my goals is to be able to get that backing behind me so that I can make that a realization. That sounds awesome. Uh, you know, again, it's just growing and then making sure because we start within and keep growing your community. And I know you're expanding outside of your community. So it's not just... In, in Florida, in the, Tampa, in the Pinellas area, you know, she's expanding. And, of course, having that reach with Kevin Harrington is a, is a huge help in getting that, yeah. that growing, that, that level of influence. Yes. Okay. How, how can somebody reach you? Uh, we're we're going to include, include the links um, on, on the notes, but uh, how, how would you like somebody to reach out to you? Yeah, so um, obviously you're going to put my website there. Um, they also can reach me at um, info at connectit360.org. Um, and um, I'm available on, you know, like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, all the different channels. And um, like I said, because we have so many opportunities Obviously, we want sponsorships because dollars make things happen, sure. but um, also mentors, speakers, um, people that are just, you know, really, you know, David, you and I are like kind of built from the same cloth. We're built to serve. Right. And I personally feel that that is our mission that's what God put us on this earth to do. And um, so anyways, I invite people to go to be a part of this so that they can actually, you know, get that um, just that feeling of what it feels to really um, be a part of developing, you know, such a beautiful thing like, um, you know, the, the next generation and um allowing them to step into their greatness. Well, and that's the really thing. When we start thinking about it, the next generation, you know, by planting the seeds, as I was mentioning, well, by planting the seeds, that's what we do. We plant a seed, but we might not see that tree grow. But having that ability to impact the fact that the tree will grow and somebody will enjoy it and, you know, the next generation, and look, we're going into the tech world. So, you know, using our tech, our technology and learning the technology, I can't imagine just even in my life, Time. Not that I'm this old man, but in 50 years, can, you know, think about it in the 60s when I was born to now, the technology, even in the past 10 years, the, the quality of our phones are so much more, uh, the photography, the, the, the technology. And by people like you, keep pushing our students, our children, that really is going to make impacts for the next 10 years. I can't imagine yes. where that's going to happen. What's going to happen then? Well, and that's a goal, right? It's like you never can take the human out of us. Um, I think that's what people really need to, you know, understand that it really is about us. And it's about helping them to just become the best version of themselves. And there's nothing better to do, I I think, in life than be a part of that. 
Um, you know, I've had mentors and judges who have been with this program all seven years. And it's be, it's for two reasons, because we are teaching them the right things, but also because they see that they are making a difference. And when you can see that you're making a difference, you know, it's all worthwhile. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. We'll get all the links up. And for everybody else, just make sure that you find some peace and love in your life. And when you have to bring a bat, nonviolent, please. But also make sure you have your non-negotiables, but hit your sweet spot. And when you hit your sweet spot, I guarantee you, no matter what, it's going to feel great. Have a great day. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friend. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.